We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for you. Welcome to episode number 21 of The Take with Willie Mason. It's our 21st, 21, Will. 21, eh? Happy 21 today. Thanks, mate. Well done, guys. Just guys or just me? Just you. Just me. Just you. And everyone and the else. producers, Zig. Zig, mainly. And the producer. The producers are fuckwit. <laughs> it's my first swear word. It is. That 21st. is your first swear word. I've matured. And I haven't grown sworn. Up. Mm. You never swear. Uh, all right. Well, this week, speaking of swearing... Paul Green's probably swearing hmm. because he has finally got the ass from North Queensland after a fairly unimpressive few seasons. You have been beating the drum about Paul Green for a little while. Yeah. Do you feel responsible here? Or? I don't feel responsible, but I'm I'm happy that he has gotten sacked because I know for a fact that he he's done the wrong thing up there by a lot a lot of players. Um, and I think I said this a couple of years ago. What happened to Kalen Ponga. Kalen Ponga should be the number one for that team. He embarrassed that young kid. He put him on show in front of everybody. And that's the reason why Kalen Ponga left the, the Cowboys. You know, you know what I mean? Like it's just there was a, a moment, there was a couple of moments there, and these are people that I trust with with my life, people that are saying this and telling me this, these sort of stories. He should never have left North Queensland. And he Green is personally responsible and solely responsible for him leaving. Yeah. I don't care about the money or anything. He would have stayed there for nothing. And the fact that, you know, Paul Green is allegedly pretty shit on the piss and most of these things that he said to Ponga was on the piss going, oh, we made you, here comes a million-dollar boy. You know, taking the piss out of man, you don't do that to a grown-ass man or a, or even a young kid. It doesn't matter. A respect thing has to happen. And you don't say that to a young kid who's very, you know, like he's he's a very humble kid. And he just didn't deserve that. And the person who told me told me this, any anybody would would believe me. He had no right to even tell me this. But he just said, "Look, that's the reason why he left." And well, like, do you reckon Paul Green is one of many? He's obviously got a tap on the shoulder. Do you reckon that the fact that he's left now is because there's so many? I mean, that whole coaching roundabout things on again. Do you reckon it's because he thought he was probably a better chance of getting a job mid-season? Or do you? I mean, is he? Is he? He'd be actively out in the in the market now, yeah. wouldn't he? Trying to find a job. Yeah, probably. I just think he thought once he delivered a premiership to a to a to a club like the Cowboys, he could just pretty much write his own check and stay there forever. Mm. Like there was rumours that he wanted what a percentage of the gate in his new contract. You know, all the all these things. I don't fact check people, so don't fucking fact check it. Imagine, imagine you know, he got that mean? deal but now. Like, you COVID, know, like just, three just, people just, there. just a lot of these things. And it resonated with a lot of the senior players. And a lot of these senior players are retired now. And they were there. And they're good friends of mine. And they were there at the time when Caelan Pong was this young kid. He should have played in that 2017 season. You know, and, and there was a reason why he left. And he solely blames Paul Green. Do you reckon – I mean, Paul Green has obviously won a premiership. So I think there will be clubs that are out there looking for him. I think that uh, – the Cronulla blokes came out today. There was apparently a link between him and Cronulla, and Cronulla have said they're not interested. Well, Sean Johnson did anyway. But how much say do you reckon players get in a coach? Like if a coach was 
So just say you're at the Bulldogs yep. and they were going, all right, well, you know, such and such got the ass, yep. whether it's Steve Folks or whoever, yep. would they come to the playing group and say who do you think yes. should be the next coach? Yes. They would? Yes, yeah. they would. They, they, they would approach senior players and that did happen at the Bulldogs. And, yeah, they would approach senior players, senior, play, senior players group Get everybody's sort of feelings about the whole situation, and then you'd make up. You know, you'd tell you'd either tell the you know the CEO or or whoever, and then they'd sort of make up their mind. You know, but the players have a fair say in it. Mm. You know, if you get if you get like little uh, inklings, like just say the story I just told you about Ponga, and knowing that he's not he's not a very good drunk or anything like that, and when he gets on the piss, he's a, he's a he's a prick allegedly. But you know, like I don't want to play under a coach like that. Who's a really good bloke? Apparently, when he's not, when he's sober, and then he has a drink and turns on everyone. Mm. I don't want to play for that sort of person, and so that's the sort of rumors that's going out going out about him now. So, and I think you know he might find a job, but he might not. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. I'm. I don't think it would have been that hard to coach that team that he had. Pretty good. You know, Neil Neil Henry did a really good job up there for years, and you know he built that team. Arguably one of the greatest players of all time to be up there at that at that time, JT, and yeah, yeah, Matt Scott. You had some really good players. They had a re- great year, and it was you know it was a grand final, one of the best grand finals I've ever seen. But you know he could have easily lost it, but he did win it. But the players win it. I think one of the oddest things I've seen is is Valentine Holmes getting moved to the wing and limping around, and I just think that you know if you've got a bloke like that, what, and he's out for the I season. That, I that, said that last week. You, sh- you know exactly what's going on. When you do these, when you do these little medicals, you got to do a whole week. Okay, you know that's why Melbourne hardly ever get these little these reoccurring injuries like this because they do a whole week of training and contact and everything, not just that one medical that you have to do just before the game, just mm. to, just to bluff everyone that you know you're right. And as I said, you test a, a, a player's manhood; he's going to stand up, he's going to do everything. As I said, keep saying players play. All you want to do is play. Does it mean that you're ready to play? No. Well, Trent Barrett. Uh, is now officially, as of this afternoon, the coach of the Bulldogs in what was a pretty uh, poorly kept secret. Mm. Trent Barrett has done a wonderful job with the Penrith attack from all reports. He probably didn't do a wonderful job with Manly. He's obviously a different person and a different coach to what he was a few years ago. How do you reckon he goes at the Bulldogs given the fact that they are probably – on struggle straight at the moment. Yeah, that I mean, I'm happy for Baz. I really am. Um, you know, they're going to give him all the resources that they want. I'm not sure what sort of players that he can he can attract. They've got a great system there, great facilities at the Bulldogs. I'm not sure how the board is. I'm not sure how it's run, but I know, you know, that there's always little little arguments going on behind the scenes at that club, and it's not fixed. And until it gets fixed. The club's not going to move forward. You know what I'm saying? Without without saying it, it's just it's just weird. I get a lot of phone calls from people, you know, either ex board members or board members, knowing that you know it's it's split into thirds. Well, the board's a shit. It's fighter. just ridiculous, it's, mate. Yeah, I don't is. understand I mean, how a bunch of fucking ex players or ex ex this or sponsors can be on the board making decisions on the football club. Like, make the best decision for the football club. 
we're all like I'm an ex Bulldogs player. I want the best for the Bulldogs. Like I just don't understand why these pricks just think they can get on the board and make all these stupid decisions, and not for the best interest of the club. Just because they can't swallow their ego or anything like that. Whatever the problem is, just get over it. Make the Bulldogs club great again. Do you know what I mean? I just it's just it's so embarrassing like, being a former player, and they're not going to deal with a lot of fans and like so so many hardcore. Bulldogs fans out there, they're passionate as hell. They don't, they're not used to sitting last. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like these guys that put their heart and soul into the, into this, you know, they, they, these are just supporters. Do you know what I mean? Like, and they put so much, you know, they put their heart and soul into the game, into the game and supporting the club. And they're just, I get, I get freaking hammered all the time on social media or anything like that, and like just not. Personally, but it's just, it's just, it just sucks at the moment. I just don't like how it's been run, and you know, I don't know if Trent Barrett's the answer. Good luck to him. I hope, he, I hope he's learnt a lot of lessons, you know, from his manly tenure. But I would have went with someone like, like Andrew Ryan, like Bobcat. He's a person who's done. He's 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 playing. He's coaching South Newcastle at the moment. He's a person that actually knows what it takes to, and knows he knows the culture of the club and what we built there for, for about 10 years. He was a part of that. He was a captain of the club. Like, he knows everything. He's like, why can't people just go out of this little, go out of the, you know, their comfort zone and and pick a, a person out of left field? The Warriors just did it with the Walker brothers just to take a chance on them. Do you know what I mean? Like, is that pick, official yet, though? Yeah, it is. I think I think it is. But, I mean, a guy like Bobcat, he knows, he's one of the smartest, like, loose forwards like in the game, like I think it's I, I would have went for a guy like Bobcat, or at least put him on, put him on as assistant coach. Do you know what I mean? Like put some person on who was around, who was around the club for so long and has played over two hundred games with the club, bleeds blue and white, loves the club with a passion, and I just it's time for someone like from from that era. You know, I think Trent Barrett played in the, you know the late nineties, and he's a smart player, smart head coach. He, he will be, be a, he will be a good head coach, but like bring, make sure he brings like but some isn't that person. What they did with Dean Pay, and yeah, then they've arsehole him. So I mean, it's it's hard. It is it's hard. a hard gig, but I just think Dean Pay's from the nineties. Bobcat played from the two in the two thousands when the club was successful. You know what I mean? Like he knows what it's about. He loves that club, and his football IQ and his football acumen is very very high. Do you know what I mean? He's not. He's not that dumb. He's not a dumb footballer. He lo- he, He's got this. He's got the. He, he can build a culture there that he knows how to build. I just think you just go for someone like that. Why do we have to go for all the big guns? Do you know what I mean? Like I know they try to do that with Dean Pay, but he was a, he was like assistant coach for a lot of teams, and you know it's just it's just the fucking it's the boys' club when you get to that coaching level, which sucks. You know what I mean? You got to be. You know. You got to be. You got to be cut from the Wayne Bennett cloth or Brian Smith or Craig Bellamy and that. It's all the same shit. Everyone coaches the same. It's boring as fuck. Go somewhere else. I don't know. It's just. It's frustrating. I love Baz. I love Baz as a bloke. I hope he succeeds as a coach. But I don't see him moving. I don't see him moving forward. They signed Kotrick. Hashtag Mace for coach. I don't want to coach. I would never want to coach. It's the worst fucking thing you could ever do. I, I'm happy what I do right now. Behind the scenes, mentoring young kids, that's the future of the game. The head coach is is ridiculous. They just it's it's that would just do your head in. It would do mine in for sure. Speaking of new signings and speaking of the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs announced today that they've spent sixteen point five billion dollars on a winger, Nick Kotrick from yeah. the Canberra Raiders. 
quite a lot of money for a bloke <laughs> that's on the wing. Yeah. You? I mean, I, I think he deserves every cent that he gets because I'm all for the player. But, you know, to go to a, to get a player like Kotrick, I mean, he's only played one test. He's played a couple of origins. He's an incumbent. You're going to have to pay money for that. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to pay money to get – that player to your club. So have the Bulldogs got to a point now where they are paying overs for players to Big try time. and attract them? They are. It's like the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. You pay Ash Taylor a million dollars to keep him. You try David and get David Fafita 1.2. You know, you're talking about a premier club here. You know, you're throwing 750 at a winger. Good on him for getting his money. Sam Ayub, another brilliant job. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he, he's got him again. So like that's that's not on Kotrick. That's on the Bulldogs. Why he's would a winger. Not take it. Of why would, he's why take would he take it? You got he's got an abundance of outside backs at Canberra. Yeah. Like you know, and why wouldn't you come to the Bulldogs? Get your money, kid. Secure the bag, and it's you know play some good football. As long as they can get some some other young kids around him, half back, please. Hooker, please. You know, help Foz. You know, get a get a young young kid coming up. Maybe some props. You know, um, and then they can maybe start building something. But they you're talk, not going to. I'm not going to go to a club because you signed a winger. No, and you, you know t- what I mean? They talk like, about the war chest. Like, can we got a war chest? Wait until next year, and then they spend go out and spend 750 grand. What on a can winger? you spend it on? Honestly, right now, if you're like, well, we need we need to go out to the market and we uh, we need to buy a hooker. Who's out there? Well, that, is I mean, Danny? I think is Danny Levi out there? Everybody's out there because contracts mean nothing. Yeah, I know that. So but just target. say, but who would you tell? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this is when it comes down to development and mm. recruitment. Yeah, which they don't think they do very well. No, do you know what I mean? Like, who are they recruited in the yeah, last couple of years? It's nobody. Why don't we start developing a hooker, a halfback? You know, a five eight because Foz is in and out of the game all the time. Outside backs, fullback. Why aren't we developing these kids or recruiting young kids like Danny Levi? He's already played for New Zealand, 24 years old. Manasseh Fainu, who's playing number nine, who is who, who would have played this year for Manly if he wasn't injured or in some sort of trouble with the law. But why wouldn't you try and get Danny Levi? Mm. He's your, he's a, he's a he's he's a little clone off Damian Cook. Great ball skills, tackles like a fucking truck, runs like the wind. Like why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we try and get him? Like why? Why wouldn't you try and get him? Back rowers. Why? Um. Um. The young kid from Tom 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 Napier from from the Roosters. Throw three hundred and fifty at him. I'm pretty sure he's not on that much at the Roosters. Nah. Do you know what I mean? The guys that I keep mentioning, like the the other kid, Collins. Throw some money at him. His kids are going to be playing at Origin very soon. Like you got to go for those guys. You don't have to go for the big guns any. You don't have to go for the big guns because they're all going to get tied up. But there is a lot of players that are in some great systems that the Bulldogs can actually go out and get. Well, and they're it's frustrating watching it. Well, I'll tell you what, it's uh, you know who they're going for your old teammate Sonny Bill Williams. He signed with every club in the last twenty four hours. He signed yeah. with the Bulldogs. He signed with the Warriors. Now apparently the uh, the roosters with old Uncle Nick. The problem with this whole story is that the bloke is on ten million bucks at Toronto for two years. So next year Toronto are out for this Super League season. It can only be a short term deal because no one's going to give him five million bucks for next year, right? So he comes here tomorrow. He's got to go two weeks into isolation. Is he coming here tomorrow? 
I'm just saying, if he okay, did, this is hypothetically, right? hypothetically okay. if he comes here tomorrow, he's got two weeks in isolation. That takes us through to around 11, around 12 or whatever, around 13. He's got to get his body right to play. So he plays for, what, five games? Yeah. Why would anyone – I mean, look, the Roosters could probably stick him on the bench and, you know, whatever. But why would – they're apparently 200 grand under the cap too. I love the Roosters. Salary cap, it's the best. But why would – I don't know. Is oh, this just? It's all paper I hate talk. To burst the bubble of the Bulldogs' great supporters. It's a great story, isn't it? Beautiful story. Sunny Bill back oh, to the Sunny dogs. Oh, Sunny Bill. Guess what? There's nothing to that club. Doesn't know anybody at the club. Doesn't know the coach. Doesn't know any single player at the club. There's, he's he's not getting nostalgic about the club because we're all retired. What we had back then. Was back then, you know what I mean? We're all done. We're he all left, retired. He so left people, the club in two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. You know what yeah. I mean? But like everybody's done. It sounds really good in the papers and everything. Oh, he's going to come back to the Bulldogs and change the culture. Fucking no. Sorry, everyone who supports the Bulldogs. He's not coming back to the Bulldogs. Warriors fans. He's not coming back to the war. He's not coming back to New Zealand because he's from New Zealand. Why would he put himself in a position? where it's not a powerful position. Sonny Bill is one of the smartest players and he's 35 years old. Why would he go back to a struggling team like the Bulldogs and get exposed defending next to fucking idiots that can't make a tackle? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to do that. You're not going to go to the Warriors. He's a family man. You're going to go, what, come from uh, Toronto, have um, wherever, wherever he is, have two weeks in isolation. He's a family man, remember this. Go to Terrigal. In the bubble, oh, that'll suit him. You can pay him whatever the fucking money you want. You're not going to get him. Okay, let's just throw it to the roosters right now. You get to live in the eastern suburbs or wherever you want to live. Uncle Nick's there. You look after him. All he needs to do is strike a deal with Toronto Wolfpack and with and with the roosters for a one-year deal. And this, and this is if Sonny Bill wants to play. Yeah. This is all hearsay. He's not going to a weak team. No. He's not. He's a th he's 35, Sonny, but he's a freakish athlete, but he's not dumb. He's not going to go and defend next to Lachlan Lewis or defend next to uh, Wakeham and do all their hard work. Mate, go play behind a super pack with some gun forwards, Boyd Cordner, Crichton. He can come off the bench or start. He can do whatever he wants. He'll, he'll probably win another comp and he'll be laughing again. Yeah. That's what will happen. People don't understand that. They think, oh, it's great. He'll come back to the – why would you come back to the Bulldogs? Why? Put yourself in Sonny Bill's position. Think about it. Oh, it was great when he – yeah, fucking 15 years ago. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like, stop thinking so stupid. That's how pathetic some people are. It makes me laugh. Oh, tell Sonny it would be great to come back. Yeah, it would be great to come back for all back there. You I might come, come out of retirement. You should come out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I just, I just don't understand. It's just, I just don't, unless, unless they go, here's five mil, Sonny. Which they're not going to do. Which they're not going to do. But I know that. I know for a fact that he has a good relationship with – he has probably – has a great relationship with Nick Politis. And if he's going to come back to the NRL, it'll be with the Roosters. Joseph Suwali is a name that has – speaking of $5 million, he – Yeah, Jesus Christ. He's got to be the most talked about 16-year-old – in the history of either rugby union or rugby league. Since I mean, probably like a Brad Fittler. Just say like if Brad Fittler was going through schoolboys, he's like he's that equivalent if it was social media. The amount of money that he's being thrown at this kid, either whether it's um, spit out some facts. Give me some give me give me some dollars. Well, you know, it's it, at this stage it's all paper talk, but essentially what they're saying is that 
South had signed the, the kid on 750 grand a year, and now the Australian For Rugby Union old, have come Jeez. out and trumped that with a million dollars over three years to get him back. The Rugby Union have, have denied that's happening, and, and so they should because at the end of the day, the current Wallabies would be filthy at being asked to go on JobKeeper three months ago and all of a sudden – is that real? Is that and, for real? I thought that was a joke. No, and it's like, well, I mean, they've dropped. They asked them to drop forty percent of their salaries for three months, right? And now they're throwing three million bucks when they're going bankrupt at a at a teenager. Like it's, wow. I, I don't believe that that is actual. Yeah, you know that that's there's no way in the world the rugby union with that stupid. Tell me about a sixteen year old. He might be the greatest player that mm. the world's ever seen. But he also might not be. Yeah. The amount of pressure this mm, puts on the kid. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen uh, – obviously with social media and everything, you know, I, I shouldn't – just say 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't know about a, a gun schoolboy. Yeah. You wouldn't give a shit. It's like wait till he gets to the pros, then we'll deal with him. And that's the sort of attitude I have now. Yeah. I mean, I see, I've, seen, I've seen highlights of this kid. I have YouTube, believe it or not. Do you know what I mean? So like I've seen I've seen highlights, all that kind of stuff. The kid's a freak. He is. And by all means, he should be the next big thing. But that doesn't necessarily mean he will be until he we're quick to anoint. Uh, he's gonna be the next gun. Come on, man. Give me, give me, give me, give me give me two years of being a pro. You know what I mean? Like give me give me that, you know? Like I think it's a great I think it's a great decision what he's what he's made. Going to union because We've had conversations like this before. The difference between rugby league and rugby union at a schoolboy level. Just say you, you speak like tell 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 the fans, um, tell the audience your story. You, as a young seventeen-year-old coming out of school, and what you had to offer in union compared to league. Well, I think you know. F- first of all, the interesting thing is there's only been three players that I've seen that have had this sort of hype about them coming out of the rugby union system. So that's Kalen Ponga, Kurtley Beale, and this kid. Yep. Right? And, and you see these YouTube highlights and there's million views and yep. whatever. The, the, the GPS or the, the, the private school rugby system um, in both Sydney and, and Brisbane, it's extremely intense and kids that come through, we used to call them schoolboy heroes. And I, I, I was lucky enough to play a fair bit of rep stuff at yep. school and you come out and realistically – you're either choosing the money or you're choosing a career. That's the two things. Like rugby union offer you the opportunity to, to they educate you and they go through and they say you can go through uni, you can do this. It's probably changed a lot now, but rugby league offer you cold hard cash. Yep. And that's about the extent of what rugby league can offer. Now this kid has now got a choice, I guess, of, you know, it's different for him than for most kids because he's that elite level yes. where he will walk straight in. But rugby union, and we've talked about this yep. before, it offers opportunity. Yes. Whereas rugby league doesn't. And where I think that comes into play is for the blokes whose career fails. Mm. Um, That's what and I'm they saying. have they have a safety net. Yes, because you you were in that position and you said, Look, I don't really want to play union or league. Now you're a pharmacist, do you know what I mean? Like and you've made a you've 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 done that and that's been your life for the last twenty years. Just say me, on the other hand, sixteen year old, seventeen year old coming through school. One mind, one track mind. All I wanted to do was play NRL. There was no, there was no like guidance to go. Hey, what do you? Maybe you should um, do.
do a course or something. No, 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 no. You had all your eggs need, in one basket. I need all eggs in one basket. I need to play first grade and that's it. That's mm. the only, that was all my one, that was it, one track mind. And I was lucky to do it. There's like a million kids that couldn't do it. But this is the difference between union. We've had this conversation before. Like just say with, with this kid doing it now, He's going, you know what, I'll just stay in, I'll stay in school for one more year. I'll go through the system. I could – because there is stepping stones in so, – so I'll regress a little bit. There's stepping stones in rugby league to get to the first grade. You got Harold Matz and you got SG Ball. You got Jersey, Flag, Reserve Grade, First Grade. In Union, it's a lot different because you play schoolboys and everything like that. And then after that, there's no like Reserve Grade really. I mean, they've no. got that sort there's of – There's Colts and, there's and, then there's and all that kind of stuff. Them, yeah. They fuck around for a little bit, but it's not a real clear road to the Wallabies. And you've got to be a freak out of schoolboy. He'll probably play for the Wallabies in the next couple of years. But like with league, there's stepping stones and you've got to get – you try your ass off to get there and you're hell-bent on just getting to the NRL. And then next minute you're 24 years old, you play just say 10 games – all of a sudden, and you have, and you have not even tried to think about a uni degree or anything like that, and then you go, "Fuck, I'm not good enough." Mm. Do you know what I mean? Where the union player, he's he's getting guided from 16, 17 years old to finish school in GPS schools or any kind of schools, get some sort of degree, education, a, a business degree, lawyer degree, engineer, all these sort of high powered jobs, and if it fails, then mm. you can do that. We don't get taught that. And that's what the NRL and rugby league need to start doing. Instead of going, go to St. Greg's, go to these, go to these places, you know, they give you scholarships and all this sort of shit, but they don't have the massive emphasis on getting these kids educated. All that and then all the kid wants to do is to play first grade, to play NRL, and then I'm gonna get money and then I'll be fine. They're not educated about anything, and that's why they get lost along the way. And that's why I look at this young kid now, this Suwali, I mean, I, I think he's a freak. And I think he's made the best decision for himself because I think he's highly educated and he knows he can play union all around the world until he's about 38 or whatever he is. If he lives up to the hype, he's going to be one of the best players of all time. And he can he can come back to league if he wants. Yeah. But if you go to if you go to league straight away, it's hard to get it's hard to get those connections. Well, it's in funny because I reckon I look at there's been a fair few blokes in league. That Pete, that went through those private school systems. Caelan Pong was one of them, obviously. But there's Cam Murray, um, Angus Con, Crichton, Daniel, Daniel Con. Um, Cr- Crichton's a, p- a perfect example mm. because Crichton came through and he got to a point where he was coming out of school and he played Australian yeah. schoolboys rugby in the centres and rugby said to him, "You know what? We're going to provide your pathway. And you're going to play shoot shield, and we think you're going to be right to play for the Waratahs in two or three years or whatever." And Michael Maguire said, if you come to South, I'll have you in first grade within 12 mm. months. Now, what's a kid going to do there? You know, So I think rugby probably has worked out. We, they need to improve yeah, their pathways. Yeah. But we, we throw that at kids. You play first grade. You play this. But not do you, many do. Not many do, yeah. but they'll throw it at you. You know what I mean? Like I, I remember coming through school. You were coming through school, boys, as well. It's a different mentality with union and league. Yeah, it is. And the, and the pathway – because not everybody makes it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody thinks they're going to make it, but it's made, it's, it's, it's too, it's, it's some ridiculous percentage. I'm not, I don't fact check something like 2% or fucking not, even less than that play NRL. And the Do average you know I mean? career is 30 the games. The average career is 30 know? games. And I'm like, if you could tell a kid 
look, like, you know, get an education. It's hard to tell a 16, 17-year-old gun school but to get an education. Yeah. Because all these one-track minds are, I want to play first grade, I want to play for Australia, I want to play Origin, I want to play Wallabies, I want to do this. But if you have it, you have – you have a you have a different track when you when you go to union. Do you know what I mean? Like that you're already you're educated already because you've been to a private school. We go to public schools. You know a, a lot a, a lot. I'm not I'm not saying everybody because you just name a couple of people that you know Caelan Ponger and all these sort of guys. But they're but an they, anomaly. But, but you know what? They were put through those private schools by the league clubs. Yes. There was there was a period in the in the I think mid-2000s, where rugby league clubs realised that what they would do is, as part of their scholarship mm. programs they'd for young kids, they'd throw you into Scots. They'd put you into a good school. Yeah. You know, and that, and that was, well, The Roosters know. still do that as well. Tepai Morale was yeah. the same at Newington, you know. So I just think, I think you, um, league can learn a hell of a lot from Union just with the education that they get given. Like, it's, it's, it's different because this is the perfect situation. This kid's picked Union over league. He got 750. He got offered seven fifty from South, and he's like, you know, I'll play for a million dollars. And I, I think he's probably looking at the long picture, how hard league is week in, week out. Do you know what I mean? Like he can play union. It's not as aggressive. It's not that pounding on his body. He's an outside back. Do you know what I mean? You know what outside backs do in league or union. It's not as aggressive. It's harder in league. And it's harder league. in league. You know, he can he can he'll carve up with the Wallabies. And good luck to the kid. But a lesson learned. From league, I mean, just I mean, and I, I actually don't think they really care. Do you know what I'd say just to the kid, they, Will? They, if I if I could sit down with a kid, I would say pick the code that you enjoy playing more. That yeah. would be the only bit of advice. That's all I'd I just said, mate. Do you love Do you love union? Yeah, you're great at it. Good, go for it. Yeah, go and be be the best you can be. I'd love if you come to league. I'd support him anyway because I think the kid's a freak. But I just think that league and union are just so different, and it's just and 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 it's been proven. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, this is why the NRL can't get a bank sponsor. We don't get corporate deals. You know what I mean? Like, the, but the union, they've got you know, Qantas and these massive, big, massive, big conglomerates sponsoring them. You know, we're struggling to get sponsors on teams. Like, HSBC sponsor the Waratahs, you know, like, mm. um, you know, all through New Zealand, banks sponsor them. And, that, and that's a big, big thing. But the bank sponsors you, that's corporate world. And like, the corporate world doesn't have anything to do with league. The Prophet Prophet has had a lovely breakaway with yeah. his girlfriend. They had a nice uh, trip to Noosa. Hope he's nice and relaxed, mate. He should be up in Noosa. Nice, right in school well, holidays. Weather, was the weather's been good up there, or is it sort of ordinary like it has been down here? Uh, I don't know. All I care about is I was on the Gold Coast last weekend, so it wasn't too bad, but it wasn't like, you know. Why ask me that? Oh, I don't know. Like, it's different. I've been here. Sydney. No good. Uh, all right. Well, let's ring. We'll ring the Prophet Prophet. Uh, I'll All just right. put the headphones on. There we go. Did he have a win on the weekend? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Your fifth, 516 leg multi, <laughs> not up. so good. I can only I'm hear I'm over one. the multis. Hello? Ah, the profit, profit. How are we, mate? <laughs> I'm very well, guys. How are you? Mate, you're only <laughs> coming through my headphones on one ear. So uh, either I've gone deaf in one ear but I can hear you, Jared, which is good news. Right. Okay. It is a bit tinny, to be honest. So maybe it's a. We're in a uh, new studio, line, mate. Please. We're in a new studio. Some new toys yeah. to play with, mate. Right. Okay. Can okay. I we're coming you? up. We're coming up in the world. Willie's, coming up. Willie's coming through Beautiful. both ears. It's off-putting. 
Yeah, it's actually a lot clearer now that you've said that too. So obviously just ironing out the last couple of kinks, we're ready to yeah. go. Now, tell me, how was your weekend? How was your week, Jared? It was, it was your lovely girlfriend's birthday, I believe. It was. She turned 30, Ian, uh, up at Noosa for the week. It was fantastic. That's nice. That's nice. Noosa what? is still nice, isn't it? I remember I was in there in 2002. They had um, an Ironman there. It was one of the best weekends I've ever had. It was meant. Really? Still, they still have it. The, the whole, is it the triathlon up there? Yeah. You heard of it, Ian? Yeah, they have yeah, it. You myself. definitely did not compete. No, I did. I was in the the bike leg right at the end. <laughs> Me and Chris well, Walker, hey. Chris Walker and myself. He will remember that. We don't really remember. It was a good time, but <laughs> very good. Yeah. Well, there was none of that going on when I was up there. I just pretty much drank for seven days straight. So that's what I did as well. So we're even going the other way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who said romance was dead, Jared? Now, we, uh, we'll we forget about last week. Last week does not yeah. count. Uh, mm. We did not win any money for anyone. Yeah. Good news is not producer good. did not win any money too. <laughs> yeah. Bad news for the club, good news for you, Ian. Mm. Excellent news. But I am going to redeem myself this week, Jared. All right. Beautiful. So my bet for this week, I would like to take – the Eels to cover the line. Yep. The Roosters to cover the line. Yep. I do feel sorry for New Zealand, but I'm going to take the Roosters anyway because they owe me from last week after that filthy effort against Canberra. <laughs> I'm going to take the Sharks with the line. Yep. Should I put, should I put a horse in, Jared? You sound like me. I want to put yeah. a horse in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, those—I mean, those—those those are three pretty good-looking lines. But yes, uh, do you have any horses that you're thinking about? Well, there's a horse running around in Brisbane called yep. Kisakano. Kisakano, yep. Uh, I quite like him. Her. Well, if that, yeah, if that's the one that you want to go for, I think the answer is yes. You want to put a horse in? Okay, good. There we go. Yep. Positivity, that's- positivity from the profit, 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 profit. Oh, actually. Shit. Kicked home something last Friday for me too, so he's in the good books. The profit, profit. But right. yeah, what what price did you take for that? It was about an eight dollar fifty show, wasn't it? It was indeed. What a come and it won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah. for the tip, boys. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, you, each and every day place. of the week. Neds.com.au forward slash blog. Free racing tips. Oh come on, man! I thought we were friends. Just hey, slide into the DMs. They message me something. I don't know. You were off. Just wanted to plug myself. I didn't see my phone for about four days. Willie was off the air for about four days. And I tell you <laughs> yeah, what, I am always tuned in to Ned's to find out what your tips are, Jared, because they're better than mine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, thanks very much, I'm going to dumb it right down. Uh, Can we just find out what my multi's worth first? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure thing. It's two dollar lines again at Ned's this week, and we're taking three of those. So, actually, three of those couples together, you get a nice little inflated price of eight dollars, and then the two dollar twenty favorite, Kisakano, uh, the whole thing is worth sixteen dollars forty. If you're uh, getting back into the winner's store this weekend, Ian, you're absolutely flying in. Oh, sixteen mm. bucks. There we go. That's good. That's nice. Yeah. That's a nice one. Yeah, that um, is nice. I'm just going to go Dragons one to twelve. I reckon they're going to get the Sharks. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not. This is not a fifty leg multi, so just relax. Um, I'm just going to back the Storm to win, and yeah. I think Parramatta to win, and Brett Morris okay. as at any time try scorer. Okay, so we had. I'm just piecing this together now. We had Dragons one to twelve. You said right? Yeah, I reckon I'll get them. And then, and then, what was it? Storm just to win. Storm just to win. Yep. 
That's yep. a, that's a dollar one. I thought you said that, you, that was like uh, take it on the line. No, What's thirteen that? plus, thirteen plus. Oh, thirteen, yeah, thirteen plus a storm. Oh, yeah, okay, storm thirteen plus. Yeah, I was going to say a dollar ten. We can yeah, put sorry, that yeah. straight in the bin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then the I think the eels. I think the eels will um get the tigers. Thirteen okay, plus. Okay, yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, thirteen plus. And then did you say Brett Morris anytime try? Yeah, anytime. I just think he's on fire. Yeah. That right edge is, is on fire for the Roosters. They're just yeah. playing some good football. Absolutely scoring for fun, and they're also yeah, playing. Yeah, mate, they're playing some great. Yeah. So. I just think yeah. the Warriors' defense have been awful. But the Dragons and Sharks would be a good game. I think yeah. I think um, losing Tarek Sims, but they haven't really had Tarek all year. But Ben Hunt being at nine, Corey Norman playing some good football. I know they struggled a little bit like against the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs, you know, obviously they, they're going to try really hard, and they left some real soft tries in. But I think they're sort of fine in their form, and this is a this is a rivalry game. The Sharks are going to miss uh, Brennan uh, Nakora, the right edge back row for the um, for the Sharks. His combination with Johnson has been magical for the last couple of years. He's, he's that's Sean Johnson's sort of safety blanket. So he's gone. You got a young kid filling in his spot who's never started the game before, which I think is very dangerous against the Dragons. And yeah, um, yeah I just I just think the Dragons will win. I just it'll be a good bet. Yeah, I think the Dragons are looking pretty good. In fact, if one of these gets over, it means the other one's going to fall over because you just took Sharks at the line, didn't you, Ian? Do you know what? I just I was going to let it go, and then it's he's obviously just <laughs> gone. Thank you. One of us will win, and one of us will lose. And yeah. I genuinely yeah. hope that if one of us loses on this bet, that the other three legs right, of the mate. multi fall over as well. I'm, so a, team, I'm a team player, mate. Right, one of us, one is, of us, yeah, <laughs> something. I I okay. hope one of us wins. Yeah, well, I mean, if one of you wins, it's going to be a good day too because incredibly, I've just pieced this together now. Ian, yours was worth $16.40. Will, yours is worth $16.49. Yes. (laughs) Well, I hope yours gets up there, Will, for that extra nine cents. (laughs) Those nine extra cents. Yeah, oh, well. it'll be great for the club. Uh, <laughs> now, I know you're, you're kind of a big deal, Jared, not just with Neds, but in this great state of Queensland. The producer is in Queensland at the moment. Would you mind letting Anastasia Palaszczuk know that he is from Melbourne and he's got <laughs> leprosy? He's got everything that is wrong with everyone in society and he yeah. needs to be locked up and isolated for <laughs> four years. Yeah. Well, I'm actually having breakfast with the bloke tomorrow morning, so I'm really hoping he isn't bringing any of those issues in. Yeah. Can you catch it. leprosy? I don't know. What's his tip? Because it'll stink like him. Okay. Well, um, he's taking us back to Rose Hill, race seven, number one. The horse is called Taika Mochi. Um, this race is the, linter, uh, the list of winter challenge, I beg your pardon. It's actually the feature race in Sydney on Saturday. The horse has been pretty good and consistent for a long time. He's trained by Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Pott, which straight off the bat is usually a pretty good tick. Um, he has been better in longer races, typically, though, around the 2,400-metre mark. This race is just 1,600 metres. In saying that, though, he was pretty eye-catching second behind Noble Boy in the winter stakes a couple of weeks ago, and that race was only 1,400 metres. So... Look, unfortunately for you, Ian, everything is suggesting that he's going to run well again, and he's in that $6.50 bracket that the producer absolutely eats up every week. Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm uh, all for the producer. He just keeps yeah, on producing, yeah. mate. He didn't last week. Yeah. Ian and just he didn't hates win last week. They're actually he best mates. He failed yeah, miserably yeah. last week. I just yeah. – what I would like, though, is I would like for 
you, Jared, to just be more positive about my bet than the producer's <laughs> bet just this week. I don't think you understand what the producer is looking like when – when he's putting his bets on and he's just looking at Ian like he's a piece of shit. It's hilarious. And then he wins. And then he wins <laughs> He wins all the time, so I love it. Yeah. So, well, Jared. Uh, his, his, form, his form slumps are typically one week as well, Ian, so that <laughs> yeah. also doesn't close you. Not like my, uh, what, 10 weeks? I'm in the, I'm in the, I've been in the toilet for a little while now. Oh, well, Jared, God. thank you once again. Thanks, uh, it was We missed you last week, mate. Yeah, I miss, uh, I miss coming on, to be honest. No. Do you know what? Next time you're away with the missus, can you just tell her that you, we've, you're, you're we need important. you for we, we need you for just a small period of time every week, and then well, uh, yeah, she'll be right. All right, mate. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys have a good week. Have guys. a great Thanks week, Joe. Week. Cheers, brother. Right, Thanks, cheers, mate. All right. See you later, guys. Right. Bye. We'll speak to you next week. And uh, you going to say it? Well, I am because you know what? This week you did. You I gambled did, I? responsibly, and so should yeah. everyone else. I'm I'm a bit um I'm a bit worried. I didn't realise that we got the Cronulla thing. I told that you sucks. just just before I said it, and you ignored me. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. Anyway, gamble responsibly, people. This weekend sees a good old fashioned grudge match yeah. against, well, the Parramatta Eels with brand new recruit Ryan Madison, who's playing yeah, very playing well. Lights out. Up against his ex club, the. West Tigers, Bal's yeah. back on Balmain. The West Tigers, who are they hate Ryan Madison. I don't understand. Like, why? Why do they hate him? They act like he played like fifteen years there. He played one fucking season. Get over it. He moved there. Hated Matt. Hate, hated Maguire. Didn't like left. the coach. <laughs> Didn't like the coach. Didn't like left. the coach. Uh. Got more money. Went to a better side. Now fans just they try and pick, and then papers are trying to do all this shit and try and build like this rivalry. Pretty sure most of the players at the West Tigers don't give a shit about Ryan Madison. Ryan Madison don't give a fuck about them. No, that's just the way it is. But you know what? It's newsworthy. It is news. Idiots will read it and believe it. You know what? Good luck to Ryan Madison. He's proven everyone wrong because he's killing it this year. He better play well this week. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, he will. I mean, they'll be out for him. You know, I mean, Madge will be out. Madge will make sure that everybody's up for this game. Great test for him. They just come off a big, um, you know, with the beat the shit out of the Broncos. But um, not many I can't wait. Can't. I can't wait to talk about the Broncos because of Anthony Seabold. But the Tigers. Uh, they're not out of this, but I just don't think they got the class of the Eels. Well, look who's coming back: Fergie, Madison, and I Moses. think maybe and yeah, and Moses, Mitchell Moses, Mitchell Moses. Yeah. like three of their superstars. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it's going to be hard. It's going to be a, a monumental effort from um, from the Tigers. They'll have to do everything right. Forward pack's going to be on have to be on point. Their halves, Benji's going to have to play probably a nine out of ten game. Their outside backs, everyone's going to have to step up. So it'll be it'll be a good game, I think. Parramatta's going to be hard to beat. They come up, they're coming off a loss, but, you know, good teams bounce back. It's like beating up a 10-year-old beating the Broncos. Uh, the Cowboys are playing against Manly. Manly. Manly been in the news again this week because of the uh, re-injury to Tom Trebojevic. I don't know if it's true or not. There's all smoke and mirrors. Where there's, there's smoke, smoke mate. It's such a shame. I love Turbo. He's such a great kid. He's great for the game. He's great for Manly, New South Wales, Australia. Everything he does, he's just you know we should just hang our hat on on him. He's he's that he's our dude for the NRL. What such a shame if he's out for the year. But I, I mean, sometimes it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, I talk to Turbo uh, a fair bit, especially after he's been injured. 
like just get your body right get your head right there's always a silver lining to things you know like you know he's only a young kid get those hamstrings right get your mechanics right do do as much as you can to get to get yourself you know to to complete five or six seasons straight you know that's what he needs and I think he, he might need this break. His body might his his body obviously needs this break. So if it if he is out for the year, just let him rest mentally. It's going to take its toll. He's going to have to miss out on Origin. He's going to miss miss out on. I mean, I don't think there's any tests at the end of the year. But it's 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 hard mentally when you're on top of your game and you get you get dealt those cards. It's hard. You need some really good people around him. He's got a great family. He's got a great brother, and 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 some really great parents. So it is a shame. But Manly, keep on kicking. Do you know the two things that make me think that science is a myth? Tom Trebojevic's hamstrings and the fact that he can't get them right and the fact that there's no hoverboards. <laughs> After I mean, Back to the Future was 1984. Where's my hoverboard? Science can I think there are. There are some. Yeah, his hamstrings, it's, it's an anomaly. Obviously, there's something wrong with his, his biomechanics. And if you're someone at Manly that's in, that, in the S&C or the physios or something like that, get it right. The kid's worth a million dollars to you. He's he's a franchise player. He's everything to that club. Do the Cowboys bounce back with new coach? Who's coaching them? Doesn't matter. I don't even it's not know. Paul Green. Her JT's throwing his hat in there for next year. Oh, really? Just to help. Just oh, this says a lot about Paul Green as well. Why wasn't JT on the on, on the coaching staff in the last couple of years? Mm. I know for a fact that he would love to, but there was a reason allegedly. <laughs> so. Another uh, coach who... Who is the coach, but I think Josh Hannay and some other... Josh Hannay, what a legend, dude. Give him... Give him the give job. Him the job. Give him the love, job. Mate, the boys love him. He's from he's from up there. Great bloke. I've known him since I was 16. One of the greatest guys you'll ever meet, and the players will play for him. I'm not... This this is going to be hard to pick. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit on this one. Only because, because of the fact that, you know, the Bulldogs nearly did it on the weekend with the new coach. So... Do you know I'm not sure. who players don't play for, William? No. Anthony Seabold. <laughs> That's who players don't play for. He they just don't is like him. The best thing about Anthony Seabold, other than the fact that I bag him every <laughs> single week, I don't know why I don't like him. I honestly don't know. It's just his face. I don't like mm. his face. But He's just got one of those he's heads. Just, yeah, he's, he's just, got one of those Do you know what annoyed me? Do you know what he's got one of those heads you just want to kiss. Kiss. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll leave you to kiss him. I sit there, they're getting flogged by 600 points by the West Tigers, who have lucky. That, West Tigers haven't I scored. I backed the Broncos. They have, so did I. They killed my Maori with oh. Canberra. I was shocking last week. But there's 48 nil. And you know what? Seabold looked up in the. He didn't know what to do. I go, if you're the coach, you cannot look the way he looked. He looked just as if, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you're the coach. You should know what to do. Demeanor sucks. The storm. Will annihilate the Broncos. But he's, his demeanour sucks. Like I mean, and it and and it's infectious because you have a look at like the Broncos are being Bronco Broncos players are being criticised for how they've been acting behind the behind the line when they've been getting scored after the game, all this sort of stuff because everything reflects off him. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they don't know how to act. They don't know what to do. Like they look up, they could be up by fifty and they'd be looking the same, or down by fifty. You know, I just think, mate. And what 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 what's the ultimatum now? You win fifty percent of your games. Five games. <laughs> Five games. That reflects so bad on who is running the Broncos at the moment. Who would say the Broncos that? are and were a powerhouse of rugby league? Like every time I played them, they were fucking scary. Regardless, 
Like you'd play the Broncos. I don't care what side they would put in. They put that jersey on. You're in for a rest. You're in for a fucking hard game. Not now. No. And uh, and I think and it's and that, when has that changed? Seabold. In the last two years since he's been there, Wayne Bennett took him to a grand final. He was one one kick off freakish kick. You know what I mean? Freakish freakish play by felt down the sideline. Otherwise, they would have won that grand final. And I know, and I know a lot of those kids are still mentally scarred. Every time I see Coach sacked as a headline, I just hope and pray it's Anthony Seabold. New Zealand is up against the Roosters. Oh, poor old New Zealand. They've got players going Man. home. They've got, you know, it's... It's one team that I just... I, I just want them to do we well. Can, I can't... I'm not going to bag any of them because nobody has been in that, that position what they're in. They're fronting up every week. They it's front just up amazing. every week. They have a crack. I mean, some fucking lady or what. Was going, oh, they're playing like reserve graders. Like, ease up. Ease up. You know what I mean? Been and away like, from your it was an immediate unfollow from me because it's just that you don't deserve that. They don't deserve that. They're fronting up. They're away from their families. It, they've been dealt the worst cards. They've got their, their, their coach is sacked. I mean, Toddy Payton's trying to do his best. You've got guys that want to go home because they miss their families. They're stuck in a bubble. They can't do anything, and like, don't say dumb shit like that. I'm serious. Like, I mean, like, and, and a lot of people have been steering clear of, of the Warriors, and like people on Twitter, they just they they feel nothing but love for them because the NRL would not be playing right now if it wasn't for the Warriors toughing it out. Yeah, you know what I mean. They deserve all the respect in the world. I don't give a shit how bad they play or how good they play. They deserve nothing but love and respect from every single team and supporter. Who knows rugby league? So if you're one of those idiots on Twitter or social media that bag the Warriors, shut the fuck up. There you go. Heard it here first. Well, the side that beat them last week, the Sharks. St. George, I mean, I don't know. Steve George. I try to talk you into it. Yeah. Because of Nakora and he's he's got such a great combination and now it's gone. This is, this is actually the end of our friendship. But I could game. actually be wrong. Well, one of us is. Uh, do you know what it's the perfect result anyway. is? What day, what day is I it? took I took the line, <laughs> so technically St George could win by a point, and we both win. So well, let's pray come for on, the Corey field Norman. Goal. Corey Norman. I mean, goal. I love Corey Norman. He's such a laid back player, and the game they played against, you know, they they I think they knew it was one of those games. They knew they were going to win, but it was just going to be a real ugly win. Can we just let's? I mean, when that bloke dropped that ball, it was Montoya, <laughs> I, I think. Poor what, Montoya. I feel so – imagine going back to the dressing room. There's no do? way to dress that up. There's, There's no, no way. There's no way. It's like, boys, like, uh, um, it's not my fault. I, it is your fault. Sorry. <laughs> what do you do? You sit in the dressing room. It's your fault. And you if know I'm everyone. A for, if oh. I'm a forward, obviously, I, you know, like I can sort of sit back now and I'm like, if, if that happens, it's never happened in my whole career. And if a winger did that and he's, he's solely on him, you I don't know. Ch- I, think, oh. I, think I'd, I think I'd laugh because I get over shit real easy. But like on the way in, we talk with the forwards, going, "Fuck, man, God damn, I want to punch him in the head." But you'd be like, "Fuck, that's just our year. That's yeah. just that's that's our year in one play." Steve Georgiales, welcome to coaching. What about that? <laughs> I mean, good on Georgie for just you know getting out there, and they the boys come back, and you know St George got off to a really good start, and then they started playing some good football, and um. Yeah, that was just a terrible ending, man. Like Corey Norman just jumped straight in his hands, and 
Oh, man, it was awful. Do you know what? How the other 16 Bulldogs players felt after that game, that's how I feel about you after every podcast we do. <laughs> so you want to Can- kiss me? <laughs> Canberra. Canberra, the multi-ruiners, up against South Sydney. South Sydney last week mm. were absolutely diabolical for 60 minutes. And they nearly win. And then they came back and they played the best football ever for 15 minutes. There's, there's a couple of key indicators there. Tom Burgess, when he runs flat and fast, mm. gets quick play the balls. When he catches When Tatola gets quick play the balls. Then Damien Cook can run. Yeah. The only way that you nullify Damien Cook is you slow the ruck down. Mm. And there's a lot of teams that are onto that and they'll try and get they'll get numbers into Tom Burgess because he doesn't have a pre-line pass and they'll try and get about three into him. And then obviously Tatola's got a little bit of late footwork. Though, so they'll nullify those two guys and then Cook can't run. You know what I mean? They, they just they, – all they do is really, really concentrate on slowing Cook down because he's the key. Yep. He scored two tries. He scored two tries in that last little that last little yeah, bit. Yeah. You know, um, then and then you got uh, Cody Walker on that on the on both edges there and Reynolds. But they, I told you, they'll miss Latrell Mitchell mm. because of because of the plays that they have got for Latrell Mitchell. And because, as I said, like last the week before, they scored four tries from four different plays, four different places on the field. That's freakish. Yeah. So Latrell has got so much diversion behind the behind the line, and he's swi- he's making people switch real late, which is what you want. Like it's just say it's in the middle of the field. You have got a five five split, two markers. Next minute you'll see Latrell make a move like like Matty Bowen used to do real late, and then you got a six five split, and then they go the other way. Mm. You got to say, I mean, six four split. Then, you, then you'll go the other way. Like he, he's got that in him, and he's, he's football IQ, and he's so smart, and he's slight little touch. He makes it look easy. Great players make shit look easy. He's a freakish talent, and they miss him because he's aggression and the way that he's been playing, and he's been he's been the heart and soul of that team since since COVID. Since mm. we come back from COVID. And they really miss the kid. He bleeds. Is it Merle? It's Myrtle. 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 Get it right. Yeah. Myrtle and Green. Mm. You know, they uh, they love the kid and, you know, they do miss him. They do really, really miss him. So, Is Myrtle the green or the red? Which is Myrtle? I don't know, but it's Myrtle. Myrtle. Something's, it is. Something's <laughs> Myrtle. Myrtle Beach. It's, <laughs> uh, the Knights. This, is, this, is the, this should be the Willie Mason Cup. You I won think, a grand final yeah, with the Dogs. I'm in two. I'm in two. I'm in two. Like team of the decades with both teams. Did you make the team of the decade? Yeah, at the Knights. Both teams. Did you really? Yeah. Very very bad decade for the Knights. That was. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? uh, What happens here? Knights win. Knights Knights do win. How good was KP last week? Oh, he is just. He, so he, wears, he holds the key to that whole city. Let him come on, on, bro. Let him on the left edge. Let him go left hand side. Why was he? Is O'Brien listening to us every week? Of course he is. I think so. Because he Apart hates Seabold too. Seabold, <laughs> yeah, but Seabold's not because he's put fucking Tavita Pangai Jr. back in the back row. Oh. And I pre- bet he's put him on the right-hand side so he he's nullified easy. Yep. Yeah, that's right coaching for you. But Knight's impressive. Uh, but let Caelan Ponga do what he wants. Just the let him play. Are, kids, and the natural instinct on that kid is ridiculous. Right side or left side, just let him play football. And the other Kurt, thing, Kurt Mann played good football. Kurt Mann, but Bradman Best, like Bradman uh, Best, could be anything. But he needs Ponga to unlock him. You know, you know what? The, he's not scared of anything. No, nah. eighteen years old. He he's looks 40. running. He's, 
He's a 40-20. He's a 40-20 player. He's a huge human. But he, like, I don't give a shit what era he plays. I don't think he gives a shit who he runs at. No, He's doesn't. coming off an inside ball. He's screaming in between a front rower and a, and a hooker or a back row. He doesn't care. And he thinks he, he has no fear. Him. He's no. going to take him on. So, I mean, they look good. Mitch Barnett looked good. Yep. He put some real, real aggressiveness into that pack, which they've been missing a little bit. You know, the Saifidi brothers being real good, Clemmer, they, they're, they're aggressive, but fucking Barnett's an animal, man. Mm. He's a real, he's got some real... I don't know what you're doing. That's, I don't know what I don't that know was. What just, animals? You know, some sort of <laughs> C word. I don't know. He's got that in him. He's got that C word in him, the way he hits. You know C-bomb. what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying. People know what I'm saying because he hits like a truck. He runs hard. I'm glad he's back. I mean, I'd sit him, like personally, I'd, I'd just... It's going to be hard. Just say next year. I'm not sure where you put you Guerrero at right edge. Maybe you put Barnett on the bench for a couple of weeks, but he needs to start. He's got to start. He needs to start either at lock or he needs to start on the left edge or the right edge because I don't think the, the, the back rowers are doing enough. Well, there's some talk that Tim Glasby's going to have to retire early because of head knocks, and if that's actually oh, that true, sucks. I feel, I feel terribly sorry, sorry for him. Like, the Knights victory. have got so much talent, they're lacking a – Gun left side back row, and that's what Frizzell will be next year. Oh, yeah. He'll you know, be do you know what I'm saying? Because, like, if, if I was a left side back row, I keep saying it, man, you'd be making line break after line break. Mm. Look at Torhu Harris. He's made eight line breaks with the Warriors. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's made one. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you're playing with Pierce and Ponga running, you know, running your team. And I just, I'm not sure what sort of plays they've got. You know, like drawn up for him, but it doesn't look like many. Lachlan Fitzgibbon's your Anthony Seabold. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm just critical of, of what he's doing on, on, on the field. You know what I mean? I just, I'm just thinking, if I was a left side back rower, I'd be causing a lot of damage in that team. Well, I'll tell you who's disappointing in terms of edge back rowers, in terms of involvement, is kick out. And I think why he's disappointing is because this Panthers side is so good across the park. They used to just give the ball to kick out and hope. I think, but yeah. he's been quiet because the rest of the Panther side's been so good. I think he's one of the best decoys in the game. Yeah, and I think Cleary, to his co- credit to his coaching, they're using him as one of the best decoys in the game because Crichton wouldn't be getting this much space. That's right, and neither would the fullback Edwards. Mm. And I think Toto and who's the other wing Mansour. Mansour. They wouldn't be scoring these tries, mate. If if and this is what I think he's. I think he's got a plan. I think he's got a plan. So in the first like four to five weeks, he was dominant. He was getting early ball. He yep. was getting everything. And then they went, okay, let's pull it back a little bit, pull it back a little bit. Let's use him as a decoy so we can suck defences in. And having Crichton helps. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So it's working for him. So when you are a left side back row, and I was a left side back row, all right, like sometimes you, you're best used as a decoy because he's getting – he runs a perfect line. He's, he's outside the back row, inside the, the seven. So they have to come in because they shit themselves. Yeah. Because the back, the seven goes, I don't want to really isolate myself one-on-one, and it's working for them. So I think once they start doing that for a couple more weeks, or maybe they'll change it up this week, or maybe they're just giving Cleary the heads up, just say, just play football, see what they do. And what they're doing is jamming in on him all the time. So there's going to be space somewhere, aren't there? If you get your the three-man turning his shoulders in is what you, what you want from a back rower, you go out the back. Yeah. So once he starts sliding, bang, kickout's going to start soaring tries. So I think it's a bit of a masterstroke from um, from Cleary, 
But um, it's it's credit to the ball players in that team at the moment. Panthers have been good. All right, well, let's go through our tips. Our tips have been nothing short of disgusting. What did we get last week? Well, I got six. You got six? Oh, no. I, no I five or six? I think I got like three. Anyway. No. I don't know. It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter what we got because we've moved on to this week. Eels, I don't live in the past. No. We're Ever. all about the future. Exactly. Living positivity. in the present. Nothing but positivity. Eels versus Tigers. Eels. Cowboys versus Manly. Oh. Josh Hannay. Josh Hannay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Yes. You know why? Because it's up there. Broncos. Yeah, the cardboard cutouts will make heaps of noise. Broncos. It's the, point. It's the travelling. Yeah, that's fair. Broncos Storm. Oh, it's a toss-up. Oh, Broncos. It's a toss-up. Toss <laughs> Storm. New Zealand Warriors versus the Roosters. Roosters. Sharks versus St. Dragons. George. Dragons. St. George. Canberra Souths. Canberra, only because Luttrell's out. Mm-hmm. Fair. And because they're schizophrenic. Knights versus the Dogs. Knights. Panthers. And Panthers. All right, so I am going... What are you doing? I'm going. Did you try and set me up for the North Queensland thing? And try Maybe. and play my heart strings because I was one of the greatest players ever for North Queensland? It was a big year. 2010 was <laughs> yeah, a big it year. Was. The it was. E- <laughs> Productively, eh? <laughs> hey. How'd you go, 2010? It was one of my best years, seriously. Individually? How'd the team go? Oh, um, <laughs> second last. <laughs> Eels, I think because, Manly. Only because they took the premiership of someone or they took, took, took the points that year. You came last and then <laughs> Storm got... Brush. Yeah. yeah. So, fuck so it. you came last. So I didn't come last. Wouldn't, no, it's true. Uh, Storm, speaking of Storm, they'll beat the Broncos by 7 million. Roosters, Sharks, Canberra, Knights and Panthers for me. Yeah, well, it'll be close. Should be a good weekend. As long as I want one of us to get a full round. Do you know what? I'm so far off. I look in the paper and it's got like people doing the tips and here. Yeah, but I look at the papers. And, there. Then, someone, and then someone's like. 46 and someone's 12. We're 12. No. No, we're not that bad. We're like 38, I reckon. Something. Not that bad. You are. Yeah, but I I think we just – we don't sit there and study the guide all week. We just know everything. Come in here, look at the – I look at the fucking NRL app and pick. That's it. That's what goes into this, people. There's not that much. Just a brainy motherfucker. Thank you to everyone for tuning in once again to our 21st birthday. It was uh, very big for us tonight. We've got a cake. You had a fork <laughs> before that you were playing with because of your ADHD. Thank God. We just don't have a cake. visual yet. <laughs> we would like to thank you all again for tuning in and for rating us and reviewing yeah. us and subscribing. It means a lot. It does. I mean... I think I've been interacting a lot more with, with the fans on Twitter and, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. I mean, I, I want more I want more interaction, especially with especially with the what we're doing with Neds. It's such a great concept and we want to raise money for a club so we can help you guys out. Send it in to the take. We're on Facebook. We are everywhere. It's like Instagram, like Twitter. whatever the fuck it is, Twitter. Just send a good video in. Otherwise, I'm just going to take the money and go to Vegas. We're probably going to Vegas anyway, but we would like to give something to a club. So no, we'd love to. I mean, well, look, I mean, we've got Body Science on board. We've got we've got a couple of really good sponsors, and you know, we'll deck your whole club out. 
Honestly, though, if you would get on your favourite platform and uh, subscribe to us so that we someone's phone just went off, this is nothing but a joke, this entire setup. <laughs> but, you know, that's why you love us, because we're crap. Tune in. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. I'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 